Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. The next branch of Iman is Zakah. Yesterday we did Salah. The next branch of Iman is Zakah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran al-Kareem, they were enjoined only to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, mukhlisina luhuddin, that they were sincere in their deen to Him alone and were of upright religion and to establish the Salah and the Zakah, such is the upright religion, dhalikul deenul qayyimah. Those who, in another verse, those who lay up treasures of gold and silver and spend them not in the way of Allah, give them the news of a painful punishment on the day when that wealth will be heated in hellfire and their foreheads and their sides and their backs will be branded therewith. This is the treasure which you laid up for yourselves. Taste then your hoarded treasure. In another verse, let not those who are miserly with what Allah has given them of His bounty think that this is good for them. Rather, it is bad for them. That which they withhold shall be hung around their necks on the day of judgment. Imam Bukhari and Imam Muslim relate on the authority of Sayyidina Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu anhu that when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sent Sayyidina Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiallahu anhu to Yemen, the Prophet told Mu'adh, you are going to a people who have a scripture. So call them to testify that there is no God but Allah and that I am the Messenger of Allah. If they respond to this, then teach them that Allah has imposed, made mandatory five salats upon them every day. If they respond to this, then teach them that Allah has made mandatory upon them a charity, zakat, to be taken from the wealthy amongst them and given to the poor. If they respond to this, then beware of taking any more of their wealth. Beware also of the prayer of the oppressed, for there is no veil between such a prayer and Allah. Imam Bukhari relates on the authority of Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu that the Prophet said, whoever is given wealth by Allah and does not pay the zakat due thereupon shall find that on the day of judgment it is made to appear to him. That wealth will be made to appear to him as a hairless snake with two black specks which chains him wraps around him and then seizes him by his jaw and says, I am your wealth, I am your treasure. Then the Prophet recited the verse which we mentioned earlier, let not those who are miserly with what Allah has given them of his bounty think that this is good for them. Rather it is bad for them that which they withhold shall be hung around their necks on the day of arising. In Hundreds of verses, Allah subhanahu ta'ala has commanded us to pay the zakat. And in hundreds of verses, Allah subhanahu ta'ala has linked zakat with salat wa aqim wa salat wa aata wa zakat. Now, why is it that this one activity, zakat, that is not even farz in every person, that a person who it is farz upon will do once a year, is being linked so closely to some other ibadah that is farz in every human being, and a human being will do five times a day for the whole year? So 1825 salats a year and one zakat a year. But these two things are being equated. It means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has laid an incredible emphasis on zakat. And the word zakat also comes from the same root as tazkiyah. It means to purify. Zakat is the way that we purify our engagement in the dunya. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us to engage in the dunya, earn risk halal tayyib, to earn the purest and noblest forms of wealth. But the only way that that earning, it must be lawful within the bounds of the sharia, that will make it zahir pure. But to purify our batin from the effects of being involved in the dunya, we have to give zakat. 
When we give zakat, that wealth is purified, that wealth has barakah, that wealth has the resolve, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. By giving 2.5% away, 97.5% gets barakah and the pleasure of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all these different verses of the Qur'an al-Karim is mentioned. The different punishments for those who do not pay zakat. And again, it's very difficult to imagine a person who is a believer and does not pay their zakat. However, in practice, it's unfortunate, but there are many people in this country, I would probably suggest the majority of people in this country, do not pay their zakat. The majority of wealthy people in this country do not pay their zakat. They can spend hours in their drawing room talking about poverty, hours watching television programs, discussing the economy. But when the deen has given them the hidayah on how to solve this problem, they don't pay their zakat. We don't even have the ilm as to how to calculate their zakat. People have no idea how even to calculate their zakat, how to pay their zakat, who their zakat is due upon, who is eligible to receive zakat. We lack even the basic ilm of this. Ilm could be done in a one-day workshop. And it's amazing this hadith when the Prophet sent Sayyidina Muadh ibn Jabal. First thing, tawheed, shahada, iman. Second thing, invite them to a salah. Third thing is zakat. The very third thing. And this is why also in all the hadith referring to the five pillars of Islam, the Prophet said that Islam is to say the shahada, establish the salah, and pay the zakat. So those of you who may feel that we're too young or we're students or we don't earn enough money to pay zakat, possibly, possibly it's true in your case. But you should become people of sadaqah. You should get into the habit, the adat of parting from your wealth. This is a good attribute to have to part from it in this world because it is going to be parted from you when you enter your grave. And sadaqah can be whatever you have. It can be 10 rupees, 100 rupees, 500 rupees. It can be a smile, it can be a kindness, it can be a good deed, it can be helping somebody in need. If we become people of sadaqah in our youth, we're more likely to become firm payers of our zakat when we grow old. That person who is sussed in their sadaqah, like yesterday I told you, that person who is lax in his sunnah rakats, will skip the farz, you will see that those people who don't give sadaqah, who confine themselves to the bare minimum charity a year, they are sussed in calculating their zakat. They are sussed in giving their zakat. Sometimes they have years of zakat due upon them, and they are thinking that they may live forever. They have no idea that they may die tomorrow, and if a person dies in a state that they have not paid their zakat, that is not forgiven upon them, even though yes, technically it is allowed to delay it, it means that when one year passes and the zakat is first, it's not first to give it that day. So Allah Ta'ala for our ease has given us a muhla, a delay that one can delay it if they want, but if a person happens to pass away at that moment during the delay before he pays it, it will not be forgiven from it. Right? So the more and more we get into the habit of giving our money away, the more we will be able to pay our zakat. This notion of this likeness of wealth to chains and to snakes. In the Quran Karim it is likened to a chain. It's also going to be melted and the person will be branded with it. Also in the deep it's mentioned as a snake that will come. The notion here, and you find this for other things as well in the Quran and the Sunnah, that certain sins that we do in this world, right, will come to us in a form in which they can harm us. Right now not paying zakat is just, that's an intangible thing. Zakat itself is an intangible thing. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will do is will give these sins or our failure to do these obligations a tangible physical form so that they may come our admi zakat, a lack of paying zakat that wants to harm us. But it doesn't exist, it has no wujud, it has no his. It's 
Allah Ta'ala will give it the shape of chains or the shape of shackles or the shape of a snake and then enable it to strike at us for not paying it. And you should think that when you don't pay zakat, you're actually robbing the poor. It's actually theft. That 2.5% doesn't even belong to you. It's not like it's in your milkiyat and then you're going to give it. The haq is that 100% of your wealth and assets is in the milkiyat of Allah. 97.5% he's put in your milkiyat. 2.5% he's put in the milkiyat of the poor that is just an amanat that you're carrying around. So then the next sin of not paying zakat is theft that you end up stealing from the poor. Another sin is that you do not mm, give your amanat, you do not give your trust to those that are due. That's also verse like, that be loyal to your ahead, your pledge, fulfill your trust. If in this world we were able to implement a proper system of zakat, we might not be able to eliminate poverty. Right? We won't be able to bring about equality, but we could definitely reduce and eliminate the most abject or the most severe of poverty. So all of us should make a niyat. Even the things you're not doing right now, you should make dua for them in Ramadan. That, Ya Allah, I'm studying here. I'm actually spending most of my time trying to get knowledge that is going to get me a job. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I ask you when you give me the tawfiq to get that job, number one, bestow upon me the ilm that I need to work in that workplace according to your sharia, according to your pleasure. Number two, bestow upon me the zikr, the remembrance, so that I make sure I pay my zakat and I do so happily, lovingly and devotedly. Just like you're preparing for your future here, your future career by doing your studies, you should also in the month of Ramadan use your du'as to prepare your deen for your future because there are going to be things of the deen that you're going to need to know when you enter the workplace and when you become a person of wealth. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us to become people who pay their zakat regularly. May He make us people of tazkiyah. May He purify our wealth. May He purify our hearts. May He purify our lives. Wa akhir da'wana. Alhamdulillah.